completely actually i have something written down and i still we still have a little bit of time so I, my, my hope is that we can do something very different if you don't mind yeah like monty python I, I and now for something completely different <laughs> that will be, be the best <laughs> um I have recent experience, right? Which is which is not like, not theoretical, very practical. So uh, there's a popular uprising right now in Belarus, and over last weekend I was participating in hackathon, and uh, we designed a system to use uh, today available technology of face recognition and artificial intelligence to some extent, and machine learning, to to do two things: to first collect a ton of data about what's happening and clusterize it in events. So imagine you have a machine getting access to people taking photos, videos, texting about what is happening in a country. Taking all of that, clustering it into events and saying, okay, this is this is this event, this event, this event, this event, this event. Like, imagine that, right? So this is one part of the system. Another part of the system is this idea that our intent is to help people to find um, maybe someone who, who, who went missing, went to a protest, disappeared, uh, parents or relatives or friends have no idea where the person is and what happened, right? And then we, we applied a little bit of research and we figured, okay, sometimes people go for a protest and maybe they're young individuals, they, they, will, they will not tell the parents where they're going. But maybe if you provide them a system to, to write it down and, and write down the, the, the intent, right? Maybe they will do that. And uh, maybe we can build a system then they can check in and say everything is all right, everything is all right, and then they stop checking in, then the system could release this data to trusted individuals. The problem we were trying to sell, uh, solve here is that if you just build a machine learning which allows you to find anybody based on these events, it would be a perfect spine tool. But our intent was to give power to, to the individuals, right? To say, hey, we, we're trying to build this technology for you, and you're going to be in control to decide when this data will be released, and this will be based in, in, in our system, it based on if you if you if you if you mention like this is my mother, this is my father, my friend, and these people will know if I will stop responding, right? And maybe they will know something new about me. Maybe they didn't even know that I will go for this protest, right? Because I didn't want to scare my my parents, for example. Or maybe they disagree with me politically, and I went there. Or um, there's other things like in Hong Kong was very popular at some point saying, hey, I'm not suicidal, right? Because kids were so afraid that they will be, uh, uh, went missing and then will be announced that they, 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 they died in captivity making suicide. So they were making this almost like a legal statement every time they were um, going somewhere. Like, I'm not going to kill myself, uh, which is a super sad uh, story, but this, this could be legal statements as well involved. So we, we imagine the system, two components. One component is collecting all the data and ideally all the data about all the events. Another component is giving individual power to release his own private details about where, where I'm going, my face, my, my name, all of that, only in the event uh, when this person stops checking in, right? Um, and then I realize, okay, what, 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 what's stopping me, a person, from or say I'm a, a government agent and uh, I'm taking your photos, uh, uh, getting from your social media, uploading them, saying, hey, this is me, and uh, setting like a list of my um, uh, 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 officers as well to receive this data, and then they will be receiving and doing this perfect match to my database and will find you. So it's a long, long introduction to give you a context, but my question is actually that. It's a piece as though when you collect private data and you create these databases, you're creating this perfect 
perfect tool for spying on people, right? perfect tool to control population. And it's already what governments all over the world are doing. They're collecting data, creating these databases. China is probably one of the best examples of doing this at scale for many, many, many years, making it so that basically everybody is traceable. And then a the situation like is happening in Belarus, I was thinking, what is an ethical thing to do? Try to build this open source available to people and solving probably problem short term. But the same tool can be used against them very quickly. Like maybe we build it and in six months it's saving lives and in, in, in 10 months it's, a, it's, a, it's completely corrupted, taken over by government and the same database, the same data, the same technology used against people to, to track them down and suppress them. And would it be morally good to even create these tools or we need somehow stop that? Even if it is possible to stop from creation of these tools, right? I was start, start thinking about all that and I realized I don't, I don't have answers. Um, do, do you have any? Arvind? I, I honestly don't, I don't. And uh, I don't feel bad about that because uh, I'm not the expert on ethics. <laughs> well, this is this is a this, you know this is this is an age-old um, um, question. How do you know that your research will lead to the creation of the bomb, the atomic bomb? Would you keep doing it or not? But the same research also enabled the release of the energy in a controlled way to make thermonuclear centrals and so on, and you know, get a lot of people out of dark and so on. Uh, would you do it or not? So it again, it goes back to the philosophical question pointed out by Arvind. Is it a tool or is it a master? How do you use it? And, and the problem really is that you don't know and no one individual knows. Uh, Michel Foucault, who is uh, one of the first and, and the theorist of, of surveillance society, which is what we talk now. We talk about Foucault even not knowing we talk about Foucault, he was saying that uh, the, the moral thing to do and the ethical thing to do in the, this very intricate field of power in which we live, we are, we, all of us are on a, like on a chess table, but we don't have the above view of the chess table. So we do what we think that for us morally and ethically is good to be do and we try to do it in in uh, in good uh, in good belief you know in good intention hopefully some other do it from different reasons of course uh, but being conscious that there are consequences that are beyond both beyond your control but more than that beyond your capacity of foresight yeah because that's that's how that's how I, we evolve the species and that old species evolve is like oh what if i'm gonna lose all my hair and you know i'll have the eyes from here will move to here well we don't know what will happen <laughs> let's try um that's that's a that's like a high level philosophy but for an individual it's, it's a struggle right it's a struggle that that sometimes you do something and it you you do it in good heart and then it doesn't let you sleep at night because you see the consequences of it i think it's a little bit like um, 
you know, I think there's some parts to that which kind of transcend ethics, which is that our desire to create. You know, uh, so we, we can't say that the desire to create uh, has, uh, is a good thing or a bad thing. We just have it. We are going to do it. We're going to continue to do that. Uh, yeah. We will make, uh, you know, we will make uh, mustard gas. We will make biological weapons. We will make guns. We will make CRISPR. You know, these are things that we will do. It's in our nature to do it as much as it was in the nature of uh, all the evolutionary forces which, you know, brought about our own existence. So to that extent, I think it is like, yeah, we are going to continue to create. We're going to continue to create things like artificial intelligence. But, uh, yeah, I think what still sort of leaves me uh, a little bit uncertain or, you know... Uh, <laughs> Well, here it is. Here is very sorry, Arvind, to interrupt you, but I think that's exactly why I think that humanist education needs to be taught more in 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 technical universities for scientists and people who create. Because yes, we will continue to do that, but I do not think that you can hide behind that in to say, oh, I'm just a scientist. I pursue scientifical progress with disregard of the possible consequences. Uh, so I think that's, and if, if you if you read about Oppenheimer and, and, and what happened during and after the A-bomb, it's, it's exactly this type of conversation. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you that I think there has to be a humanist layer. I think the almost, there is a, of course, if there is a good intent behind the act of creation, there is a very, it's a very positive thing to have. I'm not sure whether we can necessarily control all of humanity or even incentivize in a meaningful way all of humanity to always have best intention in that process of creativity. So at a practical level, it's almost like you have to step back and say, what do we do if well, not if, when somebody creates something which is not necessarily, uh, you know, the best intention. But, but we don't have choice. Like, I, I don't think we actually have choice anymore. Like, we, we're moving towards an age when we create thinking machines, right? We, 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 we deconstructing the consciousness and thinking, the, all of that. And what, what, it, what it does is that it's, 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 it it's works exponentially. Like we, 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 every time we create something with data, artificial intelligence, every time we create this process, it's going to be every time as explosion. It's going to be every time exponential, right? You create it, you put it out there, and it exponentially boom. Like you create Facebook, and in 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 in, in just in, in in five years, suddenly most of the population on the system, right? And you already have this effect and you already have, and you and you cannot say, oh, I didn't thought about anything but meeting girls when I was doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did, but this is not, like, we cannot repeat this again and again. We, we don't have, we don't have this moral right to do this this way anymore, right? Like, what, what, what I described to you, this is not a new system we invented, right? It is recombination of already existing components and what's going to happen in this decade and next decade is that it's going to be explosions of tools like that. It's going to be happening again and again and again. It's, it's, not, it's not the same as invention. It's innovation. And it's innovation in a sense that we're putting together some kind of information bomb and exploding it, right? 
and look at what happened. But you cannot is... explode society exactly. and look what happened many, <laughs> many, many, many times. Which, which right? you're kind of doing <laughs> right now. But, but uh, uh, you pointed out the importance, in fact, the importance of, of, of creating and trying to keep up with policy and politics and the importance of institutions and the importance of democrat democratic institutions i'm a strong believer in that strong strong believer in in the fact that democratic institutions should exist that a negotiated way of life is the only way of life that uh, can aspire to have a little bit of peace uh, among us uh, the humans and uh, a negotiated way of life is done only through institutions, through accepting difference, to accepting that, you know, the opinions may be different. And the use of things that we create can be all agreed upon somehow. And that we need at some point also to trust those institutions to do it, not to trust the machine that will save us from everything. Because you see, the, 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 the belief in the machine, we kind of replace now we're in the process of replacing our gods, no matter how you call them, with the, with the machine. But part of these kind of conversations we have now happened also during the other industrial revolutions. As you said, the big difference is that all of the other industrial revolutions augmented our muscle power. Be it the car, the uh, loom, the whatever it was, it was about our muscle power and repetitive. This industrial revolution uh, augments our processing power, which is not the same as intelligence. That's what I'm trying to, to say here. It's, we're far from conscious machines, intelligent machines and stuff like that, but the processing power. So the problem is, what, to what do you apply that processing power? To what scopes? What do you want to do exactly with it? And that's where policing enters. And luckily enough, it's much easier to contain Facebook than to contain an A-bomb. The problem is, do, you, do we want to do it? And do we give our institutions the power to do it? Or do we fall into the narrative that Facebook knows better than governments, than democratic governments? And that's important. And that's something that we still need to figure out, really.